Hey NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at AdCraft have been with us for many years now. They've run web stores for us multiple times. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com. All right, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe back again with another edition of the NAI F-Ball Podcast brought to you by AdCraft Custom Apparel and Merch, your custom uniform merch and apparel experts. Again, you you hear me say it all the time, they're the best in the business. You should, y'all should definitely check them out, AdCraft Sports and Temple's Sporting Goods. Tonight we have Coach Pete Stanton from Dickinson State. Coach, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. It's it's almost, uh, no, it really is a yearly tradition at this point where, uh, you know, we we know that that Dickinson State's always going to be so good coming out of the, coming out of the North Star there. And and this year was no different. Um, You know, one thing we've been talking about with several coaches uh, so far this offseason has been, what should we do as as the NAI? What what do we need to do about these these NCAA games? Because we see Kaiser, um, you know, just you know, getting their their uh, going hat in hand here with with three really tough teams and still making a, a deep run as national runners up this year. You know, y'all played a tough game. Played Black Hill State really well. I was watching that, keeping tabs on that game from Valdosta as I was watching. Actually, Kaiser, for that matter, and, and saw that y'all kept it close there. But what do you think about uh, counting, not counting those NCAA games? Yeah, and that's a tough one, and that's probably out of my my control on that. And what we what we want to do as a program is we just want to play good football teams. And you know, Black Hill State is a team that's been in our region. They're a former uh, conference opponent when we had the DAC ten, and, and and they were in any high school here a few years ago, and. It's a great one for our fans. We had a huge crowd, and when we went down there as well, and you know they're a good football team, and we were a zero-zero game with them at halftime, and and uh, had missed a field goal, and we're down on the the six inch uh, the six lines for a couple plays, and didn't get it in, and they end up uh, in winning the game seventeen to two, and then they end up, you know, I believe finishing third in the or fourth in the in the RMAC conference, Division two conference, uh, you know, like a seven-four type of season. Uh, they'd had one of their better seasons that they've had in many years, so. We, you know, that was a, that was the goal is, you know, where we're at regionally, Black Hills is close and we, and we want to be able to play good teams. And so, I mean, it, it, that one's tough. And then, you know, we, we also lost to Western Montana, who's a very good team in the Frontier Conference. They were in the national playoffs last year. And so, it, you know, those two losses set us back, but they also, you know, made us better. Uh, by playing uh, good competition and, and and regional competition, and so that that was the goal is just to you know by doing that get our team better. Yeah, and and obviously at zero and two, uh, it's it's very hard to to get ranked. You fall out of the the rankings there, um, and you claw your way back after eight consecutive wins. Was there a little bit of of nerves there as you're as you're coming into November? Or, are you going to make it back up into the top 20 in time to get into the playoffs? Well, we just try to do and do what we could do, do our part, play our schedule and control what we can control. And we talked to our players about that. We really, we didn't talk about what you have to do 
Uh, we just talked about what we have to do each week and go try to win a football game. And that starts with the first week. We didn't do it against Black Hills and Western. We did it the rest of the way. And that's, you know, then control we can control. And fortunately, we were able to get back in and, and get back in the national playoffs again. And, and our guys deserve that and, and just, you know, played a, you know, played a good schedule and, and, and did a good job of just finishing that out. One thing that we noted about the the, the North Star um, that was a little bit odd, but a little out of the ordinary this year was the fact that Mayville State and Presentation were, were really giving folks uh, a little bit more trouble than they than they usually do. Uh, talk about the, the development of those couple of squads and, and what it means to the overall North Star. Yeah, they're they're doing a good job. You know, Rocky and Steve with with those two programs are, are getting. Uh, you guys, they're getting better. They're getting guys in. And I think the big thing with both of them are doing too, is they're both really good human beings and they, and they're bringing in guys that are, that are, they're good character guys and and playing hard and all that. And that's, that's just good for, for all of us. And then, you know, Waldorf is, has very good athletes in in, in their program and, you know, they're, they, they've been able to step up in their non-conference schedule and play good teams and, and do a good job. And, and Valley city is always a, a very formidable opponent. They 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 do they do very well. And Coach McCullough and what he does there, and then Dakota State as well. I know Dakota State won a, a couple games outside of the conference as well. And and then I point out too that uh, you know Iowa Wesleyan was was improved this year as well. They uh, um, you know they, they they had some transfer guys that were you know particularly on defense that were really good players, and so they they were improved team as well. That was another one I was going to mention was Iowa Wesleyan really. Um... You know, and and I and I say this so off so often. You know, you you lose big, you lose small, you win small, you win big, and and it seems like those couple of teams have have, uh, especially against each other, maybe taken the the jump from lose big to lose small, and and in some cases are are starting to win small, and and that look and that uh, sort of parity is is good for football, no matter where you are. Yeah, no question, no question, and like I said, I think the effort was was good, and the stability of those programs and the improvement is it's it's good for good for football everywhere. And those coaches have done a good job, uh, you know, with with all of that, and that's that's what we all want. And and the kind of the landscape in in y'all's neck of the woods is changing a little bit. Um, maybe not in the North Star so much as the as the frontier with with those folks over there adding Arizona Christian. Um, it doesn't help the travel bit, does it? Um, but you know, just having a little bit more over there maybe gives the the northwestern side of the country a little bit um, more uh, clout up there when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, they'll have you know the frontier will be added, uh, like you said, with another team, another very good team as well, and. You know, and it's tough, and you just even like where we're at geographically, you know, we're we're a little bit out in in the island because we're on the far, you know, the far west side of our conference, and but yet we're still, you know, if you other than Rocky Mountain, you know, in Billings, which is you know four hours, four and a half hours away, we're still quite a ways away from there too. So you start look start looking about non-conference things and matchups and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that definitely helps uh you know that that their conference to 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 do that and uh you know that's um that's a good move on their part on the field you've got a um i mean y'all y'all cleaned up in, in terms of the all north star this year with with nine players returning to my count and another nine that you've got leaving 
So a pretty even split here, but you do lose a couple of, of great skill pieces uh, between Riley Linder, Isaiah Clute, Connor McCarville, and your quarterback, Aaron White. Um, talk to me about continuing to, to you know, have next man up on offense, turning over that offense to the next set of guys. Yeah, that's what it's going to, it's always the key that way. You know, I think when you do good things as a program, it's, it's always going to be hard to see some of those, those players go. And, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, we've, we've always tried, we've tried to, you know, since the COVID year, we've pretty tried to stay pretty true with what we're doing with our guys too. We, uh, you know, if you look at our roster, uh, you know, I think it was all that about four guys actually could come back and play this year, but, you know, we want to keep those guys in line for graduation and, and, and do all that. And, and plus we got to play a full schedule that COVID year, but anyway, these guys, you know, becoming, yeah, we, the guys you mentioned, we left some really good players, steady players, the guys that were in our program a long time, but we also feel, you know, like at running back, we, we had two other guys and Braden's are up and Darian Brown that, that took a lot of carries for us there and played a lot for us. And, and we have two of our three uh, leading receivers back, you know, with, with Caden Koontz and Noah Sickler guys are our, our starting tight end. Galen Brantley is back and a couple of the tight ends and and most of our offensive line, you know, will be back as well. So we, you know, feel those guys, you know, have worked their way up. We played several freshmen on offense this year, too. So I think, you know, those guys will be, like you said, next man up. And I think we're uh, a lot of those guys are going to be ready to go. Defensively, it, it just you kind of depend on where you are, what you've got coming back. You've got a couple of, of all-conference defensive linemen coming back and Jaquan Booth and Matt Anderson. Um, but you do lose a couple in Crew Matherin and, and Tristan Peterson there, um, as well as a couple of nice pieces at defensive back and Dawson McLaughlin and Javante Oliphant. Talk to me about just continuing to get better on defense. Yeah, we we you know we we had a good year defensively. I think we led the nation in, in takeaways this year and did a good job. Obviously, you know we ran into a great team in, in Northwestern at the end of the year, and uh, they were in a, they were a very balanced, great team, and they did that to a lot of teams. And but I think defensively, you know, we had had a good year that way. I think our front started with our front with you know a crew matter, and who was a our conference player of the year and was a first team All American. He was end up setting a couple school records for us, and and uh, you know. You know, he, obviously he's a he's a tough one to to lose. Uh, you know, but as you mentioned, some of those guys that you mentioned up on the front or back, they were all conference guys, and we return our you know one of our top players in the conference on defense. So I'll keep Mishki at linebacker. You know, who returned for his junior year, and he's he was an all conference player for us and a very good player. It's the, the you know the question for us is going to be the secondary going forward. We you know, as you mentioned, we have you know we have three starters that. Uh, we're all conference uh, and and we're seniors, but we do have a couple of guys there. You know, um, Jaden Hartwell was, uh, you know, the leading vote getter in the, you know, conference and is a, de- and is a defensive back. We actually shifted him from, from corner to safety this year because Tell Lundy, who was our starter the year before, did not play at all this year. Uh, he came off a broken leg uh, the year before in the, in the Waldorf game and didn't play in our playoff game uh, the year before down at Grandview. And so he, he will return. And so we'll get him back, and and we so we will have uh, you know a couple of guys back in the secondary that we didn't have this last year. So we're hoping that depth will will help us out in in a, in a year. To make the point, the uh, most points scored by any team this season on you was 17 points that Black Hills State scored. Second most, oddly enough, is going to be your your win against Presentation, where you won 73 to 16. So definitely a good defensive performance uh, from your guys all season long there. Now, Coach, I'm going to give you a magic wand here 
And uh, with this magic wand, I'm going to let you do any changes that your heart desires on how teams qualify for the playoffs, how the playoffs are built. If you want to change tiebreakers, I'll let you. I'll let you have that too. What are? How are you changing the playoffs and and making it better? Well, I think you know we're off to a good start in some of the discussions we've had. You know, at the NAI meetings, I, I think definitely expansion is is going to be. You know, I think what I don't know of anybody that is is against that. I, I think that's the number one thing. You know, is is that I think if you can expand to to twenty teams, or twenty you start with twenty and eventually go to twenty four, then I think it. You know, some of the conferences that that are that are pretty even and and uh, you know and and end up getting one team in. I think that would give them uh, obviously an opportunity to have you know more at larges. I also think you know a, a component of that is is having the conference champions be automatic. And then I think you know with that, then I think that I think that's helpful for the voters too, because you mentioned you know teams come down to the last couple of weeks and you know are they in? They're not and. You know, I think it would fall in line with, you know, with the NAI with what we're doing with all the other sports. You know, our basketball team or our cross-country team knows that they win the conference. They know they are going to be in the playoffs. That's anybody. Um, you know, so I think that would help. And then I, I think, you know, for it to be successful, though, as well, I think, it, you know, early on is going to have to be some regional type of things regardless, uh, you know. And, and But I think it's going to give those those teams an opportunity to host playoff games. I mean, you, you have probably have the stats more than I do, but I would guess the home team in the playoffs uh, winnings percentage has to be pretty high, you know, and, and uh, you look at Dickinson state, you know, we, we played our last, you know, home playoff game in 2004. Um, you know, we, uh, we, you know, we, we, and we're going way back, but we, we defeated Montana tech in the playoffs and lost to Carroll in the year before we played a, a Lamb of Tennessee and beat them in the playoffs and lost, and lost to Northwest, uh, Oklahoma, and that's the last time we've been at home. Uh, it was those years, and and uh, you know, so I think expansion, not just from our club, but I guess what I'm saying is, is for you know a nationwide, I think it would give more schools an opportunity to host, to have that experience, but also to to get in there at, at an at large. Well, coach, I I know that um, you know we we've talked about um, heck a lot of things in the years that have. That have led up to this last year. We talked about the incredible support that Dickinson gives. It's um, gives Dickinson State, and we'll get more to that in in a minute. One of the, I don't know, odd from my perspective because it's it's a little different culturally, um, but a little bit of a different thing that Dickinson does that maybe not everyone knows about is the rodeo. Talk to me about that rodeo culture that exists in in the Northwest. Yeah, you know, we've, we've always had a really strong uh, rodeo team and obviously an, an agricultural area, you know, we're about 30,000 in our community, but, you know, I would say on our team, we probably have close to 20 agriculture majors on our team, you know, that are farm and ranch management or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're some of our rodeo team and some of our players on our football team had seen it was Montana State. A uh, lot. We have a lot of Montana guys on our team. I believe we have close to forty on our team from Montana, and they'd seen some of the things at Montana State where they led the players out with the with the horses and the rodeo team, and to to be able to to do that. And and they approached us about doing that. I said, absolutely. What a what a great atmosphere. And now it's what everybody looks forward to in the pregame part of it. They lead our team out. It's always kind of comical too, because uh, I'm pretty sure that some of the guys in the opposite team they just stop. 
and watch and our horses go all the way across down the field and then they run up behind the opponent up on the hill and and they stay up there and then they put the flag up for the national anthem and you'll see the opponents uh, look all the way around and turn around and just watch that so it's a it's a really neat thing and our, our rodeo team is excited to be involved and our crowd loves it. Yeah, I bet I I can just imagine having you, you know if y'all were able to to convince someone from let's say Florida let's let's say you get southeastern coming up there and you got these guys from to be fair Lakeland and and in the city around it and the county around it is it that's that's big city yeah. as compared to to where I am it's big city obviously compared to where you are get them in there the, those guys wouldn't have any idea what the heck was going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just a really added feature to to our pregame, and you know, as you, as you talked about, we have incredible support. We have uh, we have incredible support with our touchdown club and our booster club, and our tailgating and game day is just really, really, really good. And uh, you know, it just says a lot about our community that they they support what our guys do. But I, I also think our guys do a really good job of you know showing you know the community what good people. They are, and I'm not talking about good players, but they're good people and good students, and they go out and do a lot of good things out in in, in the southwest North Dakota and in the community, and the community comes out and, and really gets behind them. So we have a great great uh, atmosphere, a game day atmosphere that way. That's one of the things that, that I realized talking to everyone else. Not everyone has that fully developed touchdown club and, and able to do that, and, and I think that especially if we're about to talk about playoff expansion, that one of the biggest things that the the NAIA, not the home office, but its its member schools has to do to be successful in in a world where you're going to have 20 or or heck, let's be crazy, 24 teams in in a playoff, and you've got that much travel, you've got to have good booster support. You've got to have a a booster network that's that's really going in and raising money for your football team so that. If you do have to travel and you've got to um, foot some of that bill, that that it's not going to break your budget. No question, no question, and that's that's a key. And 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 uh, I think you know we're at probably like many others. I think that they would step up more. You know, if they had an opportunity to host a game, or like you said, if it took uh, more travel and there was twenty teams or twenty four teams or whatever it was, uh, I think teams would would really step up just with that opportunity to be in that atmosphere and have that have that opportunity to give those give those opportunities to our to our young men yeah I, I don't know of of anybody who's a fan of any team whatsoever that you you get a chance to host playoffs or you get a chance to go to a close playoff game that wouldn't immediately take that I mean we saw it at the national championship with with Northwestern uh, being so close that they could they could taste it a couple of years ago and and that uh, team coming out and uh Heck, they brought their band to the national championship. You know, that, that, that was a new one on me. I hadn't seen anybody bring their marching band in, in a few years to that. That was neat. And, and having those fans there sure made a difference for North, Northwestern. They knew that the crowd was behind them. So that's definitely something that, that if, if I'm an NAI coach, I'm trying to figure out how I, how I replicate that. But as we all know, it, it doesn't matter what part of life that we're talking about um, professionally, um, your, your your walk of faith. If you're not improving, you're falling behind. We we know that that life's a bit of a live a treadmill in that way. So, what area of your program, whether it be on the field or whether it be off the field in your program in general, 
Where do you want to improve Dickinson State the most in 2023? Well, I think, uh, you know, uh, off the field, I think our, our biggest thing that we're always striving for is scholarships. And I'm sure some of the guys that you've talked to have said the same thing. You know, we're, we're public school and, and, and public schools in different states are a little bit different, but we definitely don't receive as much of the funding, you know, from, from, from that towards athletics. So we have to raise a lot of dollars to get there. And, and I, I would say we're definitely behind in, in that part of it. And that's not any, you know, that, that, and that's fine. That's just the way it is. And we're going to do what we can do to, to get better. But I, I would say if, you know, if we could keep improving on that, that would be an area that we're just, you know, we have, and we're just continuing to, once again, going back to a touchdown club and our foundation and our, and our president, who's an amazing president and, and uh, wants us to be successful in all sports. So I think, you know, that, that's a big, uh, that's a big component, you know, obviously on the field, we, uh, you know, you, you, you go and play a Northwestern and, and how good they were. And that really, you know, it's just, Hey, here's where we need to get, or you play a Morningside or a grand view the year before and you know improvement of speed on the on the perimeter and in the in the, in the secondary and and uh, you know that you know and and uh, you know you look at those teams uh, you know offensively with uh, tremendous uh, you know quarterback play you know and and uh, and and all of those type of things uh, you know solid offensive defensive line those are all things we're trying to trying to do and trying to improve on and 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 also making sure that it's you know the right fit for you know you know coming to Dickinson too and and being the right guy here too but that yeah on on the field I think that you know the in the the perimeter speed and and just being able to you know just being able to just be just be be ourselves and 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 uh, and uh, that is is what we're looking for on the field yeah you mentioned off the field I mean that's that's not that's that's nothing new for for anybody I mean uh, you know growing up in in the North Florida area, you know, you, you look at a, a Florida State, who's uh, the newest Power Five team, as as odd as that sounds, um, and and just the struggle that FSU has had to uh, have endowed scholarships, you know, and, and and I'd hate to be in college administration and have to figure out, okay, how much how much money do I need to meet current scholarship demand versus how much do I have to invest in. God help us if we go into a into a recession or anything yeah. where that endowment like shrinks up. Uh, yeah, and there's no question. At the same time, you're trying to hey, we got to improve. You know, we have wonderful facilities. We're we're really fortunate that way. But hey, you're going to buy you know updated turf like we did a couple of years ago. You want to get more things for your players, and you want to you want to do all those things. And can you look at a bubble and indoor? So you you have to also keep improving on those areas at the same time so you're right it's that balance that that you'd like to have to increase both ends of it and you, you know see the ones that are doing that you know or it would be very successful at uh, you know that you know you look at it at every level of football you know the ones that are doing it in the facilities and the ones that are doing the scholarships are the ones that are the ones that are there i mean you know coach if we all had north dakota state's resources we'd all be fine wouldn't we yeah they're uh <laughs> Yeah, and they've done it the right way, and and uh, you know a physical brand of football. But I mean now with the new indoor facility and playing in the dome, and and uh, yeah, just incredible support. And and uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're they're definitely uh, the, the the way uh, the way the way it should be. Absolutely. So, coach, thanks for coming on tonight, and it's it's always a pleasure. And uh, we look forward to seeing what the what the North Star and Dickinson have to offer. We know it's it's going to be fun, and and uh, we'll see what we get. See if Dickinson can go for what seems to be 
what your your seventy fourth consecutive uh, conference championship. Well. Yeah, we're going to just keep plugging away and trying to do our best and um, every, every, you know, week in, week out and try to play hard and do all those things. And that's just what we're what we're going to try to do week in, week out and do do things right as a program and and um, represent, you know, our, our university and our and our and our alums very well. But also want to thank you for for all you guys do for for NAI football. We really appreciate it. And uh, it doesn't get said enough how much we appreciate you guys giving us uh this support it means a lot to, to the nai it's our pleasure coach we hope you enjoyed this episode of the naif ball podcast presented by adcraft usa be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel merch and uniform needs thanks also to leading edge fundraising for their support of the podcast if you enjoy the show subscribe to the podcast as well as to our youtube channel leave us a review if you're listening on apple podcasts as always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash N-A-I-A-F-B-A-L-L and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.